0: When were the... What school's...
1: Who decides what the next...
0: Where's that story? Why
1: they keep the loop... What is this? It's Curious City. Where WBEZ answers your questions... About Chicago, the region, and its people.
0: Whoever asked the question behind this Curious City segment didn't leave a name or a working email address. But I, reporter Dan Weissman, begged for this story which we first broadcast in 2013. I mostly wanted this assignment because it involved eating a lot of donuts. Here's the question Curious City got. Does Chicago have any more privately owned donut shops? And which is the best? I want to answer it in honor of my old roommate, Howard Greenwich. He left Chicago years ago, but I still remember his laments about the city's donut situation. I came to Chicago in 1992, and the donut was my favorite guilty pleasure. I traveled all over Chicago for my job and everywhere I was, was Dunkin' Donuts or or pretty much nothing. Howard had expected that a big city like Chicago would offer amazing donut possibilities. So this question is for Howard because this question contains another question, a deeper mystery. What happened to all of them? The obvious answer is Dunkin' Donuts killed them all. But the real answer turns out to be more complicated and more interesting. I talk with the guy who brought Dunkin' Donuts to Chicago. His name is Bob Rosenberg. In 1963, at age 25, he took the company over from his dad, Bill Rosenberg, right after he graduated from Harvard Business School. He's like the George W. Bush of donuts. And... Bob had spent his last year at Harvard devising a strategy for what he would do with his dad's business. At the time, the company had like 80 donut shops all over the country and a hamburger chain in the Boston area and a bunch of commissary trucks. So Bob got rid of everything except Dunkin Donuts and he said, "Look, we're only going to concentrate on five cities and we're going to use this great term, fortress, those markets." In other words, We're going to establish a big presence in these places to build up brand awareness and to get some efficiencies on distribution and support. And all the stores will be kicking into a kitty so we can advertise. So we'll build up a fortress in a battle against our competitors. But they were never competing with other donut shops to sell people donuts. They were competing with 7-Eleven and White Hen to sell people coffee, convenience stores. Here's Bob Rosenberg.
1: That's where people stop for coffee and in the morning. So that's who our competitors were. And quite truthfully, I had no idea how many independent donut shops there might have been.
0: He says the donut business is a much tougher racket than the coffee business.
1: Donuts are consumed maybe as a, on a special occasion by a consumer, maybe once every two or three weeks they go to a donut shop. Whereas coffee, your heavy users are, are buying it sometimes two and three times a day. It, it's a whole different business.
0: These days, Dunkin's coffee centricity is all out front. In the 1990s, the company dumped the mascot it had been using in TV commercials for 15 years, this droopy, early-rising guy called Fred the Baker.
1: Time to make the donuts.
0: And they adopted this slogan that reflects their role as a caffeine peddler. America runs on Dunkin'. But even when Bob Rosenberg brought Dunkin' Donuts to Chicago in the mid-1960s, years before Fred the Baker went on TV, coffee already represented 60% of Dunkin' Donuts sales in its home markets, which was no accident.
1: Very fastidious about how we made our coffee, where it was grown, how it was roasted, how much coffee per pot. The fact that we used real cream when no one else could get it in the United States. Most dairies didn't make 18% light cream. I mean, we're, we were slavish in the attention that we paid to our beverages.
0: Did I mention that they tossed out the coffee every 18 minutes instead of letting it sit on the burner? So... Dunkin' Donuts was Starbucks, building a brand around meticulously crafted coffee before Starbucks was Starbucks. And Dunkin' Donuts didn't take out the other donut shops in head-to-head competition. Dunkin' was actually in a different and more profitable business, coffee. But still, what happened to all those donut shops and how many did there used to be? To find out, I went to the Chicago Public Library's special collections room to look in the Yellow Pages from 1963. Dough Mixers, Donut Making Equipment, Donut Shops. Here we go. Not really that many in 1963, just one little column. You want to know how many there were? One, two, three, four, five. Twenty. In a city the size of Chicago, there were 20 donut shops. That's it. There were also tons and tons of bakeries, but still. So as a point of comparison, I looked at the 2013 Yellow Pages for Los Angeles. Electric, drywall, donuts. (gasps) Oh, no way. (laughs) <laughs> it lists like 150 donut shops. A hundred and fifty. That's a lot of donuts. None of them are Dunkin' Donuts. Only one is a Krispy Kreme. So L.A. has more than seven times as many locally owned donut shops today as Chicago had in 1963. Why? I'll tell you this. In 1963, when Bob Rosenberg took over Dunkin' Donuts, he made a cross-country trip to scope out potential markets, and California looked terrifying.
1: There were thousands And thousands of existing competitors. There were coffee shops everywhere. And there was
0: this regional donut and coffee chain called Winchell's. They were big then. So when he picked five cities to fortress, L.A. and San Francisco were off the list. In 2013, 50 years later, Dunkin' Donuts is making news in L.A. with an attempt to crack that market now. What is the deal? Why all the mom-and-pop donut action in L.A.? You know, we're getting kind of far afield. What was the original question again? (gasps) Right. Does Chicago have independent donut shops anymore? Yes. In the city proper, there are more than half a dozen, including Dat Donut, Huck Finn, Donut Doctor, and four artisan-style, two bucks and up a pop, donuts The new cupcakes-type donut shops in and around the loop. They're fire cakes, donut vault, do-right donuts, glazed and infused, plus a food truck called Beaver Donuts. And then there's the best, old-fashioned donuts in Roseland at 112th and Michigan. They are the best donuts—the platonic idea of a donut. Here's some quick responses from our panel of experts. Delicious. <laughs> I'm really delicious. About that. Mm. It,
1: man, I love donuts <laughs> that are crunchy on the outside. Mm. You know, a little bit of crunch is the best. Oh man, this is the best. <laughs> that is really something. Super delicious.
0: And the shop itself. Remember, the question asked about the best shop, not just the best donut. All charm. Big picture window showing off the fryer, the rolling pin, and the donuts being made by hand. The hand of owner Barrett L. Bullock, who opened the shop in 1972, and who sees things much the way Bob Rosenberg does. He doesn't really know what happened to the other donut shops, but he does know that Duncan isn't his competition. Like everyone else, he knows they're about sandwiches and
1: coffee. But they have a couple of donuts on the shelf to bear the name Donut Duncan Donut. <laughs> That's about where I see it, you know. But we move quite a bit of product here. They
0: do. There's always a line. And Barrett Bullock was Artisan Donuts before Artisan Donuts were Artisan
1: Donuts. Here's his philosophy. Then people ask me, why don't you expand? Why don't you franchise? But I I really came here just to make a living. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I I love the work, so I just kind of hung with this. At 74 years
0: old, he plans to keep hanging with it for another decade, so you are on notice. If you want the best donuts in the city, you've got about 10 years to get yourself to 112th in Michigan. Support for Curious City comes from the Doris and Howard Conant Fund for Journalism. This story was originally broadcast in 2013, but I would be thrilled to answer any more questions you have about desserts. Curious
1: City is supported by Goose Island. Since 1988, Goose Island has been following their curiosity and have been committed to brewing beers for Chicago that are celebrated worldwide by beer critics and beer lovers alike. More at GooseIsland.com. We don't need to be the only beer you drink. We just want to be the best you drink. Next time on WBEZ's Curious City... I've always worried about getting stuck in one of these. that's not the best idea. Whoa, there we go. Revolving Doors. They're everywhere in downtown Chicago, but not so much in other cities.
0: They really look at revolving doors like a meat grinder. For every hundred that we do in Chicago, L.A. does one.
1: What keeps Chicago spinning? That's next time on WBEZ's Curious City.